and welcome to Justice Losers, the most unqualified podcast discussing entertainment news and reviews. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Batman. Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe, and tell a friend. Yeah. I'm sort of bouncing back and forth here. Sorry if that sounds weird on the audio, but I need to get my energy up. Yep. Because it's Monday morning. It is Monday morning. We're having our Monday morning meeting live on air instead of recording a podcast. Yeah. We, uh, wait, are we? Yes. All right, well, we need to talk about your performance. It's been really slacking, <laughs> dude. I'm afraid I'm going to have to let you go. <laughs> You did this to yourself. It was going to be in private, but... <laughs> Fair enough. I probably deserved that. All right. You're on your own. Good luck. Yeah, check out our TikTok, though. Yes, do, do that. TikToks. Uh, I, just uh, us losers pod. The uh, the Shit's Creek one that we talked about... Uh, well, that I talked about... And... Mostly you talked tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, you added in a, a good bit about Tenet. Oh. Um, about, like, how oh, yeah. they handle the gay relationship and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was honestly a little nervous about posting it because, like, we mm-hmm. are both straight white men and talking about... How do you know? We're just faceless people on the internet. We talk about it all the time, how we have privilege. <laughs> um, and I was a little nervous about putting those out because we were mm-hmm. talking about representation in media. And, yep. uh It's, so far, our most viewed video. And then I posted whatever the next one was I posted. Mm-hmm. And I think it has one view. Huh. And the Shit's Creek one still gets likes. So... God, TikTok is so confusing. I don't know how this algorithm works. Um, Basically, we need to stir up as much controversy as possible. Okay. Uh, Amber Heard was right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, go check out, check out our TikTok. Go watch and see it. And you can see some clips of examples of things that we talk about. It's just literally bits of things that we say. And then with like contextual clips of movies and things. Yep. So if you're a Gen Zer that doesn't have the attention span to listen to this high quality podcast for 45 minutes at mm-hmm. a time, check us out on TikTok where yeah. you can get 45 seconds at a time. Yeah. Matt. Preston. What's been going on? Some things have been happening. Some things have been happening. Yeah. We got a, uh, a new teaser for House of the Dragon. Yes, we did. The uh, prequel series to the acclaimed, well, half acclaimed yeah. television show Game of Thrones. <laughs> I think i'm gonna talk more about what i'm about to say in a different context when we get to what you've been up to's because okay. the problem i think i have with the mcu in general now wait is this an mcu crossover uh with issues yeah issues in creating content and ah, okay. capital and uh entertainment capitalism it feels like what i'm seeing in the trailer of house of the dragon that they're trying to return back to the politics heavy mm-hmm. with the uh, occasional shock factor of random, like, of probably random deaths of characters and stuff. Well, sure. And big battle scenes. But it feels like what I'm expecting is that it's not going to be effective because they're just, they're applying the instances not the impacts of those things Mm -hmm. like the impact of the end of season one of game of thrones was insane because you didn't see it coming it was the main character and you're like plot armor and they said you thought and then (laughs) said bye-bye and you're like holy shit and like they kind of did that for another two seasons Mm -hmm. and then it slowly starts to kind of like fade away and then you get to when they after season five Mm -hmm. where everything is just like oh random death and you're like cool that person's been done (laughs) yeah they've been unnecessary for the plot for two seasons i don't care yep and i i'm fully expecting this show to be very emotionally unprovocative like 
all the deaths and the big like reveals and things aren't going to be particularly impactful. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's going to take me a long time to get past Matt Smith's face. Yeah. It's, he, he does have kind of the wrong face for that hair. and Yeah. And well, also it's also for... like just his high profileness. Like, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I was able to get past Sean. Well, I guess I actually knew Sean Bean. I knew Sean Bean as Boromir mm-hmm. for a long time. But like, it's the same vibe. And so it he kind of disappeared into the character better. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, Ned yeah. Stark isn't too awfully far from Boromir. Right. Um, visually, at least. Yep. Um, Matt Smith, what's his Targaryen name? What's, who's he? Who is he? Whatever. Matt I haven't Targaryen. Read Fire and Blood. <laughs> Matt Targaryen is... I think it'd be Mathurion. Mathurion <laughs> is very far from Doctor Who. Yep. And also uh, Prince Philip yeah so like those him being in those is like was gonna throw me off a lot i was really gonna get him confused with his eight second role in terminator genesis oh he's in genesis barely (laughs) (laughs) there's a he's right spoilers for the first five minutes of terminator genesis here uh he's right in the very beginning and um there's like the good guys and they go and they do a thing and then it does like a big evil zoom on him and you're like oh no he's gonna do something and he does something it's like okay that's it never shows up again i will say i don't know if this was intentional or it's just it's kind of happening i'm a little excited for the show i think it's been long enough since game of thrones that I've kind of simmered mm-hmm. from my hatred. And mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more receptive to this. Because if I think if you go back to when we were talking about this before. Mm-hmm. When they first announced it. I was like, hell no. I don't give a shit. Like, I don't want it. Yeah. And now I'm just like, all right, I'll watch it. Okay. Yeah, that's probably about where I am. Here's the real question, though. Are you more excited for this or Rings of Power? This. Weirdly enough. Okay. This. Explain. I feel like Rings of Power is probably even more so of what I, what I was talking about with mm-hmm. House of the Dragon. That it's going to be, they have identified what, they have identified the surface level of what people liked about the Lord of the Rings show. Mm-hmm. And they're applying that without the depth. Right. And it, like, it, it looks like, it feels like they're going to be going with the Hobbit stuff. The thing, like... Uh, sorry, the the things about, like, The Hobbit where they go and meet the elves and stuff and it's all this really big, like, cultural, elvish cultural things. Mm-hmm. Like, the big, um, the antlers. Like, whatever that, that shot was of someone mm-hmm. walking across, a like, a really, really big wide shot with, like, the big antlers thing. I don't know. I thought that was really weird. Mm-hmm. And I think that that just gets at the fact that Lord of the Rings is relatively grounded because it's, yeah. you're viewing it, for the most part, from the perspective of hobbits mm-hmm. who are culturally very human yeah all of the stuff there's no magic with hobbits they're just like they like food and ale and nature and hanging out with their buddies yeah it's just buddies and that's us yeah they're sort of the best parts of humanity yeah and so you get that right at the beginning and they they introduce aragorn like they introduce gandalf as this like mystical like overpowerful but he doesn't do things very often yeah no because they introduce him as the goofy guy who brings fireworks to all the birthday parties and then he goes like i'm not trying to rock like uh what what does he say? Uh, Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. Like that, like, I'm not trying to rob you. That slight little bit of magic, you're like, ooh, like magic in the world. There's and then he goes there. right back to it. <coughs> and then you get Aragorn, mm-hmm. who's just a dude. Yeah. He can put out finger his fire with his fingers. 
So can I, I. can also do that. <laughs> and then, like, you slowly, slowly, slowly get into, like, the magic side of it, but you don't mm-hmm. really get too much of it. But yeah. The Hobbit feels like it was so much more of that, of just, like, look at the big elven culture everything and the dwarven yeah, culture and big everything. big shiny world. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like that's what Rings of Power is going to do, just even more. Yeah. And, I mean, in some sense, that's kind of what they have to do. Because the whole point of Lord of the Rings, well, one of the whole points of Lord of the Rings is it is the aftermath. It is set mm-hmm. after the fall of the glorious shining, yeah. shining civilization on the hill and is um, showing the like the decay and the scars of war. Mm-hmm. You know, like the dead marshes. That's just that's a war torn battlefield right yeah. there that they've they have to pass through. Um, there's all these like broken down statues and things. Mm-hmm. The the Argonath are awesome, but also they're like. They're old and they're kind of wearing down. They're being eroded. And yeah. um, what's the Argonath? The big statues, big statues by big, Raros. Yeah, gotcha. um, yeah. So the, I mean, you kind of have to have that peak of civilization. But it, I, I see what you're come, what you're saying. You, like, you're not coming at it from the same kind of ground level perspective, mm-hmm. and you have to be very careful about how you handle that. So right. I think the the. <laughs> The show's probably going to live or die by its characters. Mm-hmm. If we can get characters that we can sympathize with and kind of put ourselves yeah. in their shoes and experience the that glorious, chaotic world through them, yeah, there might be something there. Yeah, it's. It, I completely agree. I was exact. I was actually thinking that exact same thing, mm-hmm. like instances before you uh, said it. Instances, instance. Uh, yes. That if they can sell us on like their first two main characters interacting with each other as people mm-hmm. in the same way that you and I interact mm-hmm. without bringing magic into it mm-hmm. of like them just like living their lives with magic, then it will have a lot easier time of selling us on the magic aspects of their life. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, you look at Harry Potter, the first thing you get from him in the first movie is just his lifestyle. That's a miserable lifestyle because he's un- stuck under a thing mm-hmm. with human people. Yeah. But like, experiencing it through his eyes he's a normal person Mm -hmm. being introduced to the magic world so you Mm -hmm. get him you get sold on him as a human first before introducing magic yeah same thing with or with uh game of thrones original game of thrones Mm -hmm. you get good characters for a while before magic is even remotely addressed yeah star wars you start off with just a a teenager hanging out on a desert planet Uh, well kind of you I mean, start off with a guy who can lift people by their necks in the air. Well, but he no, he doesn't use the force. He just that first one, he just kind of grabs him and lifts him on the oh, rebel ship. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep. Also, I mean, you need to set up the wars, and you usually yeah. need your first scene to be exciting or scary or both mm-hmm. to get people in a heightened state. That's true. But, but for the main most of the story, you just get a guy who's like, ah, I need to go shopping from these scavengers. Yep. To do chores. <laughs> yeah. And he's just, he's scrubbing droids and yep. living the dream, you know? So that's, I think, yeah. Same, like with House of the Dragon, House of the Dragon and with Rings of Power. Mm-hmm. It all comes down to, one, when do they introduce the magic? And two, can we relate to the characters? Yeah. At all. Yep. Yeah. We shall and see. also, are they going trying to go for like vanilla shock value deaths in House of the Dragon? Sure, yeah. If okay. they just try to crib, crib all the surface level stuff from Game of Thrones, like you're saying, it's not. 
on anything. I'm also worried that House of the Dragon is going to try to do a lot of, like, big reveals of things that, like, I mean, they did it in the trailer, so it's probably not going to be a huge one, but, like, they kind of revealed the dragon dramatically. Mm-hmm. We've seen dragons in that world now. Yeah. It's not, whoa, a dragon! It's also yeah. called House of the Dragon. Yeah. And anyone who's, there's no one who's going to watch this show that hasn't seen Game of Thrones. Yeah. Do you think people are going to be able to watch the show without watching Game of Thrones? Or do you think there's gonna, it's going to rely too much on what we know about what happens to the Targaryens? I I would I I would be shocked if there's anyone that does watch the show without having watched Game of mm-hmm. Thrones, but I don't think you will have needed to have watched Game of Thrones. That might have been too many verb tenses oh, yeah, stacked you. on there, but Yeah. I don't think you will have needed to watch Game of Thrones. Cuz what I'm worried about is that they're going to do too much of like ah oh, this would never happen we would never have an ancestor who would try to just fire and blood an entire civilization to take over and then get murdered by their stepbrother fiance no just blood brother half brother half brother fiance like yep. stuff like that where they just kind of like allude to things that will happen in the future a little wink and, like a, nod. Wink and a nod i I don't see that as Game of Thrones style, and even though we don't have D&D on it, which is probably for the best. Definitely uh, for the best. We do have a lot of people, like, Miguel Sapochnik is one of the big guys behind this show, right. and he was a major player in later seasons of Game of Thrones behind the scenes. I will say, he was one of the, he, his best stuff was, like, the reason he was super compelling was the big set pieces and being mm-hmm. able to make those compelling. Yep. Is he as compelling of a general storyteller? I think so, um, because while some of, I mean, yeah, his his best stuff is like you think of Battle of the Bastards mm-hmm. or um, Hard Home, yeah, uh, things like that. Oh, I forgot about Hard Home. I need to watch Game of Thrones again. Yeah, <laughs> I need to watch the first six seasons of Game of Thrones again. Hard <laughs> Home in seven, isn't six? It's five. Five. Yeah, it's the Battle of the Bastards six. Battle of the Bastards is six. Okay, cool. Hard Home's kind of the the one exciting moment in five. Yeah. Um. Where was I going with that? Uh, but if you look at... He, he did a couple of other episodes before those, and there's some that do some really good handling of some nice character moments. Okay. I'm thinking of just a specific shot of Theon in a hallway in Winterfell when he's like... He's subservient to, to Ramsay at this point and just wholly um, pulled over. Reek. Yeah, he's, he's Reek at this point still. But he's starting to... Theon is starting to come out. And like this is, I think, after Sansa has come to Winterfell. Mm-hmm. And... There's just a, a shot that kind of lingers on on Reek Theon in in a hallway, and it puts you really inside of his his head. He's like the way it's lit and it's silhouette. It's it sticks out at me. Okay. So, and I mean, there's some effective effective writing and stuff and mm-hmm. all those too. I mean, he's he's not going to write them. He's gonna, right. So, I don't know. I I'm optimistic that it will be high quality and not too goofy. I don't know if it's a story I'm going to care about, but yeah. we'll see. I mean, that's the other thing, too. I've been talking about this with uh, Kalen's family when they were in town. That this is a show that is probably... What's probably going to break the show is the writers not being passionate about the show. Mm-hmm. This is a thing across the board, and it's not a... I'm not making a hot take right now. That the best shows are written are written by people who are really passionate about the story. Shows and movies mm-hmm. are passionate about yeah. it. With stuff like these big properties, all of the Disney things, Marvel, Star Wars, mm-hmm. uh, and even uh, DC up until recently, and like HBO yeah. Max, like all their HBO stuff, 
unless it's somebody who is really, really passionate about what they're doing, mm -hmm. or about specifically the story, it's probably going to fall flat. You look at Moon Knight. That guy mm -hmm. has never... This is his writing and directorial debut. Mm -hmm. It was... Disney announced that they were going to do a Moon Knight show. He found out about it. He's Egyptian, and he mm -hmm. was like, I'm going to send them my outline for what I would do with a Moon Knight show. And he mm -hmm. sent them... A multiple hundred dollar, hold a hundred page mm -hmm. outline of what he would do with the show, and they loved it so much they gave it to him. Mm -hmm. That show is fantastic because it's written and directed yeah. by somebody who has a huge vision and passion for what he's doing. The Batman, they gave Matt Reeves just basically free reign to make a Batman movie. Yep, yeah. super great movie. Boy, did he! Hawkeye. Counterpoint. Hawkeye, kind of a probably written by committee. Like, yeah. they have a character, they have, like, a means or uh, an end that they need it to meet to, like, yep. com uh, propel certain characters and storylines forward. Yeah. Wasn't a super compelling story. Not I, so much. By the end of it, I was like, I could have not watched this. Yeah. I'll read the spark notes next time I need to, next time something comes up with these characters. Yep. Um, Counterpoint, Zack Snyder's Justice League. He was so excited about that that... That he got went and made a four hour cut of it. I will say, I hate Zack Snyder. <laughs> okay, all right, on board with you so far. I don't like anything he's done with the characters. Okay, I don't, well, I don't like a vast majority of what he's done with his characters. Okay. I don't want to make the sweeping claim because I feel like if I go back and watch them again, there might be a couple things that I might actually sure here and there. I feel like if HBO or Warner Brothers had given, had pushed back a little bit and said, take the time to develop these characters before you get to BVS and Justice mm -hmm. League, that would be, it would be much better. I don't like what his vision was for Batman, mm -hmm. but also it's because it was massively rushed. Yeah. And if we had gotten more of that character and more of that world slowly, mm -hmm. then it probably would have been better. Like mm -hmm. he did have a vision for like bringing in the big guys and stuff, which would have yeah. been pretty fun. He wasn't trying to go into the multiverse stuff. Yeah. But like, it could have been fun to see have dark side like a straight up oh well they, we did get that with the snyder cut thing exactly um but like warner brothers was warner brothers and Zack snyder i, I don't think that mm -hmm. yeah, he's uh absolved of blame were so frantic to catch up to disney mm -hmm. that they completely fa failed to set the foundation they built on a on the on foundation of sand that's fair Subsequent counterpoint. Okay. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Uh, fair enough. Someone who's super passionate about the story <laughs> and a good writer. <laughs> Though I will qualifier. say, we all know that the bare bones of the prequel trilogy is actually pretty solid. Yeah. Like the political build up to the Empire and the mm -hmm. decline of someone who was destined to be the power, the the chosen one and everything. Yep. That's a pretty good story. Pointing out the flaws of the Jedi's an institution, great. Yeah. Terrible execution. Yeah. He doesn't understand how romance works. I don't like sand. I'm blinded by love has blinded me whatever. <laughs> but yeah. I yeah, it's so good you need to have a good writer as well yes um so i guess my my counterpoint or my uh amended statement is even if you're a good writer if you don't care about the project that much it's gonna be shit talent is necessary but not sufficient there we go nailed it yep
All right, there's our thesis. We're wrapping up. Yeah, remember those good old days. <laughs> wow, going back to going back to old content days. Yeah. Uh, so that's enough about those. All of that. Mm-hmm. What else? What are other news? Is you know what else people are excited or what what people behind the scenes are excited about making? Lightyear. Yeah, but also we talked about that one. Can we talk about the new one? Yeah. Okay, moving on. What else? Avatar two. Oh. The way of the water, or the way of water. Way of the water? There's a the in there somewhere, and I think there's just one, and I don't know quite where it is. Remember? I know you remember, because you liked, you actually brought it up to me again later. How I felt about the uh, Jurassic World trailer. First half of it was like, this is going to be really cool, like, just, Mm -hmm. like, the true instinct of nature and like letting this thing is go now humans and things are messing up damn it yep i feel like this trailer was the same way except it wasn't half and half it was it was back and forth (laughs) (laughs) between like this is really cool set pieces and beautiful and world building and nature and instinct and stuff oh humans with guns back to nature oh humans with guns (laughs) Well, that's the conflict, right? That is the essential conflict. Yeah, but do we still need that part? Stormwalks, storm, Stormwalks and Ewoks and Ewok Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is a Monday, isn't it? Yes, it is. Hope I'm not getting any uh, Teams calls right now. <laughs> I am technically on the clock right now. I'm a good Very employee, good. I swear. It's okay, there's nobody. Fun. Um, yeah, okay, so I guess probably people aren't super aware of this because the trailer is... Uh, theater exclusive it's not online yet you're right which is kind of cool and stupid i'm enough of a old-fashioned films of theaters kind of guy that i'm i'm i I get it but i feel like that only applies to movies that there is a raving frothing at the mouth fan base for that movie like tenet so tenet was appropriate yeah Yeah. okay like fair enough do people know do not us kind of people know that there are four more movies in the making for Avatar? No. Because so, Hannah asked me about it afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Like, so it, like, it doesn't... I guess it maybe it kind of makes sense for a theater exclusive, but the problem is the theater exclusive release of something on, like, on Multiverse of Madness, mm-hmm. doing it early, who's going to go see it on opening night? A lot of hyper-nerd fan base people who yeah. are more likely to know it's already coming out. Right, and who are likely to get value out of seeing it and be excited about it and be like you and be like, whoa, is this happening? And man, I wish you'd gotten there two minutes earlier because I was going to do, hey, what trailers are there? And I was going to throw out at the end and maybe Avatar 2 because I knew (laughs) it was going to happen and I thought you didn't know. (laughs) Yep, I did not know. I honestly keep forgetting those are happening. Yep. Can't forget now. I'm going to continue to try to keep forgetting that they're happening. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So, So, is he... In that body now? Because wasn't it like Apparently. a... Wasn't it like a... Like in his mind, like he was... Yeah, they transport your consciousness into like a... Well, an avatar. Because he was like para, or paraplegic, <clears throat> wasn't he? Yeah. All right. I don't really have anything else. Honestly, like I I was more distracted by the fact that it was happening mm-hmm. than actually paying attention to the trailer. I don't remember anything about the trailer. I mean, they didn't give away a lot. It and, is just a lot of like beautiful shots of, hey, look, we finally figured out how to do underwater mocap. Yeah. Which looks great. I mean, yeah. honestly, the visuals are pretty stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we don't know a lot about the story. The Navi and the humans are sort of working together now, kind of. Yeah. 
which I guess that's something that we just wanted to have happen between movies. It's not as big of a thing to happen between movies as suddenly somehow Palpatine returned, but <laughs> uh, feels like there's maybe some kind of big plot Maybe they'll do this. an episode nine thing where it's just like a 15 minute montage of like them getting angry and then getting over something and then building a house together. Like you have yeah. a Navi handing up a, a piece of a plank to a human on a roof to why, why is that the, like i feel like i've seen that happen <laughs> eight times like people who were like at odds building something together physically building something together mm-hmm. and you have like someone handing something up and they're smiling eh. yep maybe it's happened one time and i've seen it eight times uh no i feel like that does happen i i have an image of it happening in rick and morty which means they had to have been pastiching something oh sure um Vindication. <laughs> Jurassic World Dominion's going to end like that. It's just a Gigantosaurus, <laughs> <Dinosaur>. like, <laughs> picking up, like, an entire roof. <laughs> oh, God, that movie's going to be ridiculous. Uh, oh, boy. Yep. What other, what else, what other things are happening? Anything else? Uh, you want some box office numbers for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse sure. of Madness? Uh, 180 million domestically over the weekend, which is a big weekend yep. right there. It's not all time big, but it's, it's hefty. It's That's uh, domestic too. Yep. Uh, so, budget was probably what, like 150, 200? Uh, that's a good guess. Let me see if I can find. Regardless, they're already that. almost completely made their money back on the opening weekend. Yeah. 400, uh, 450 worldwide. So even that counting thing. distribution costs, yep. they're probably breaking even already. They'll yep. probably make a run at a billion dollars worldwide, but we'll see yep. how word of mouth does with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Which word of mouth has been wildly divisive. Not yeah. like not like a like uh not Last Jedi, but not, yeah, not like angrily at each other divisive, but mm-hmm. like. Going through TikTok, I have uh, Straw Hat Goofy and J Stoops are like, I don't, for people who listen to or watch TikTok, those are two users that uh, I really like their views, uh, like kind of how they do, how they talk about mm-hmm. things. Um, so Straw Hat Goofy, he's actually, he was actually at the Oscars. He's made enough of name himself on TikTok that he was actually invited to the Oscars. What a world. Um, he, he has a lot of very similar opinions to me. So it's kind of an echo chamber. Okay. Um, Stoops, she's a lot more like intelligent about how she analyzes things and she breaks down. Are you saying like, that you're not intelligent? I'm not intelligent. Okay. She, she's Just, actually a lot smarter than me. Good. Just wanted to get that out there. <laughs> clarified for everyone. Um, yeah, no, she's, uh, the way she was kind of breaking down how, uh, the, um, in house of, or, um, multiverse of madness, Mm-hmm. wanda's whole thing like all that like how she was breaking that down i really like that uh so that was actually the video that made me subscribe to her well, uh, all right I, I suggest you guys go check her out she's a uh, better version of us <laughs> I, and same thing with straw hat goofy i um, refuse to ever open tiktok so fair enough see that's the thing about tiktok the when you like it's a really powerful algorithm but it takes a couple days for it to like work on you you have to like like and subscribe to things to get there Mm -hmm. and and the overwhelming majority of posts on tiktok are all like thirst traps and like girls dancing like Mm -hmm. barely dressed girls dancing and so you open it and never mind i'm opening tiktok (laughs) (laughs) you open it and it's a lot of that so like when i made the uh podcast tiktok i went through and i just went i found ign straw hat goofy like i just went through subscribed to him liked a whole bunch of things just to get my algorithm (laughs) as soon as possible yep um but it's actually like uh 
I, I suggest TikTok to a lot of people because it is like mindless and short attention span, but like you get bits of information. Like I've ended up on like, uh, I'll, it, it kind of, my algorithm will shift on topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spent a couple of weeks on neuroscience, uh, TikTok where like you have nice. like scientists like talking about how neuroscience works and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm always on Hank Green TikTok. He loves pelicans and beans, but also like he likes science and stuff. Cool. Um, pelicans and beans that's an odd pair of things he loves pelicans and beans dude <laughs> I just... <laughs> <laughs> it's um but okay. like there's it, there's so many people who post everything on tiktok that like mm-hmm. i know a lot more about like the legal process because i've yeah. got a bunch of lawyers uh, there's a uh, pair of lawyers who uh like harvard lawyers mm-hmm. um who break down a lot of legal stuff like, specifically with the amber heard case amber heard was right um <laughs> I'm going to keep this bit going until it bites me in the butt. No, it's going to do it immediately. Uh, or bet. she's going to end up winning the case and we'll look uh, prophetic. We already look pathetic, so we can be prophetic pathetics. Pathetic prophetics. Whatever. Anyway. That. Uh, you know, you play the TikTok algorithm. Like, you you do it enough, because I do it all the time. Like, mm-hmm. when I'm waiting for a report to load or something at work, I'm just, like, scrolling through. Uh, you learn a lot. The sooner you get off the scantily clad dancing girls the better mm-hmm. but fair enough pretty cool place all right a lot of a lot of things it's also where i find out most of my news hmm because it's like because people post immediately so right. like i found about the kenobi tra- <gasps> kenobi trailer that's the other thing we got to talk about oh yeah the new one the new one yeah forgot um, about that. i found about that on tiktok i was like oh shit and <laughs> went and watched it <laughs> um so yeah get on tiktok yep follow jay stubes and straw goofy if you like the kind of thing we talk about how do you spell stubes S-T-O-O-B-S. Okay. It's just J-S-T-O-O-B-S. She's good. Cool. She's not verified, though, which I'm surprised. I don't know what that means. uh, So verified is just like, you get like on Twitter, you get the blue check mark. Mm. Same thing on TikTok. Like you just have enough followers. People know like the TikTok Mm -hmm. knows it's you. Just.com started doing that, but you have to pay to be verified. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't know if you have to pay to get verified on Twitter or we'll never get verified. So it doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, But for as um well-spoken and intelligent she is and like consistent she is with what she talks about i'm surprised mm-hmm. she's not verified yet she's a lot of followers mm-hmm. anyway anyway kenobi kenobi trailer two trailer two ob2 kenobi dude two ob2 kenobi mm. <laughs> <laughs> owen lars is scathing <laughs> <laughs> that was such a mean thing yeah i don't even know if that like what they cut to like his like obi-wan's face reaction is like mm-hmm. i don't think that's the same i don't think that's the reaction i think that's a different shot because like it and i and i need to go back I'll, I'll go back and watch it again it could be entirely wrong that it actually is it feels like that would hurt obi-wan so much more than he showed I I thought he was showing a lot of hurt there, just kind of like, you know, keeping his calm Jedi demeanor, right. but also like you can see it in his eyes, kind of he's yeah. breaking his soul a little bit inside. I I thought that was a, I thought, I, I thought that was a subtly acted reaction shot. Okay. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, I'm totally fine. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. How, like, how dare you and McGregor not act the way that I expect him to? He's a great actor. Yes. I'm so excited for this really show. Is. I'm still amazed that they brought Joel Edgerton back. Yeah. And it says something. I mean, Star Wars has become a little cheapened in our mm-hmm. day of day and age. Not going to not going to pretend it hasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it still means enough that you can get someone back to pick up a role that they last played on screen 17 years ago yep. for like three seconds. 2005. Yeah. Jesus. And he was in that movie for like three seconds. Yeah. He was in Attack of the Clones for like a minute. Yeah. And he wanted to come back mm-hmm. 17 years later. When that I- phone rang, he answered. Do you think it has to do with the money or do you think it has to do cuz like with something like this No, he, I think it's, it's I think story. it's a Star Wars. It's just oh, it's it's, it's a Star Wars thing. People still want to do Star Wars. Yeah. John Hamm gave an interview this week. He said he really wants to be in a Star Wars movie or TV show at some point. Everyone wants to be in Disney things. Disney is Damn it, Disney. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's something to that. You acquire the things that people are passionate about. Mm-hmm. You get people that are passionate. You get talented people. And we just discovered that that's the formula for doing anything good. So yeah, they ensure themselves a high probability of high quality content. Mm-hmm. Smart. This has to be based on Last of the Jedi. Like, I... At least loosely. At least loosely. I don't feel like you can... I feel like it, it. Even if they didn't base it on it, it's still going to loosely be the same story because it is still mm-hmm. Obi Wan running away from the Inquisitors and trying to stay like and trying to keep them off of Luke's trail and blah blah yep. blah. Wasn't there? Isn't there like a reference to like a big Force event that happens on Tatooine? Uh, yeah, they talk about something happening. I think it's going to be Obi Wan and Vader's fight. Huh. Because we know they're going to fight. Yeah, we, we know do they know interact. Fight. Yeah. It's in the trailer. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be some big, like, they do the force push on each other and they stand there and force push on each other again. But this time mm. there's lightning and the giant blue spe- beam into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I I did not take that away from that. I thought that was going to be like first half of the first episode. Luke has his first faltering experience with, you know, accidentally doing something or something. As a little Harry Potter makes the glass vanish and the snake comes and but it's eats not, Dudley or but whatever. But it's like a big force event, isn't it? It's what drew the attention of the Empire. Well, I mean, yeah, but Luke is also like the Chosen One or something. So but he's not the that powerful. son of the Chosen. It's the most powerful child I've ever lived with. Well, not Ray is, is apparently. Ray, Ray Skywalker. <laughs> Doesn't count. <laughs> he never... We never really see Luke be... Any more powerful than like Obi Wan at his height? Do we? We see him be pretty powerful. We see we he like Astro project projects himself. Astro yeah. projects, which yeah. is I guess pretty powerful. Yeah. Um. But it also kills him to do that. Yeah. He beats Vader in a sword fight. I have seen a lot of recent arguments that Vader let him win. Hmm. I don't know how I feel. You gotta about get it. off that TikTok thing, man. It's <laughs> kind of poisoning you. <laughs> I don't. I don't buy it. I don't either. I don't. I think he. He just. He... I think there was an emotional compa- uh, uh, element to it that Vader wasn't like fully at his peak because he was like emotionally charged. Because otherwise, yeah, I buy that. How would he just like fully flip the switch and throw Emperor down if like five yeah. minutes later he was fully in like or five minutes earlier fully I'm gonna kill Luke. Yeah. So he was definitely like wavering yeah. emotionally. No, I. War. I buy that, yeah. but I think he was fighting to win. Anything else about Ken- I feel like we didn't get we got uh, assuming or 
presumably the scene like Obi-Wan facing kind of the camera and you don't really see much of behind him. That's when Vader like comes up to him. Yep. You think that's going to be early in the show? No. That feels like the big payoff they have to earn. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Vader's coming. Yeah. Vader's coming. How many times do you think Obi-Wan's going to say so uncivilized? Or anything in any variation of that? Um, We should set an over-under on memes. Okay. <laughs> uh, How do you set... It's kind of hard to set an over-under without actually crunching data. Yeah. Because the over-under is a data-based average. Well, good thing we're unqualified. Yeah. <laughs> Although this is kind of the thing I am qualified for. Don't overthink it. Three and a half. Three and a half memes? Yep. Take the over or the under. Uh, I'm gonna take the under. Okay. My instinct was going to be the under as well, so maybe we needed to drop it to two and a half. I'll take the over. I'll stick with the under. Okay. I think that... I think it's going to be three. Okay. I think there's going to be some sort of reference to sand. Obi- or Vader with sand. Mm-hmm. Uh, a hello there, probably. Gotta be. And then an uncivilized. Fair those enough. Are my three, those are my three memes. Okay. I like it. Um, I think that this is something that the people around it are going to feel like they need to treat kind of reverently. Mm. This is something the fans have been clamoring for a lot. Yeah. We'll need at least one or something just to keep them happy, but they I, I think that there's going to be enough respect for it that they'll restrain it to one or maybe two. I want to, right now, go ahead out of the gate, say I'm uh, negating blue milk as a meme because it is mm-hmm. a culturally thing, cultural thing on Tatooine. You can't Valid. pretend that. All right. Um, Death Sticks isn't much of a meme. People don't talk about that very much. Not it really. happened it's, a while ago. It's a funny line, yeah. but it's, yeah. Um, what are other things that could potentially happen? Another happy landing. Another happy landing. I don't see him leaving Tatooine. No, don't, don't we do. actually see him on a different planet in? Oh, do we? Tri- yeah, like on the oh. on the roof with the the Inquisitor from Queen's Gambit chasing. Right. Him. Yes. Yep. So we do see him. So we could. I don't think they would do that. That's that wasn't that much of a meme. It is kind of a meme, but it's not. It's a. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's one. Um. I think that's it. I, those are the three I'm claiming. Those okay. Three that I'm saying. Yep. We'll see. We'll see. I'm Let so us know in the maybe. comments or send us a TikTok about it. Yes. Send us. Yeah. Send us a TikTok. We have a TikTok. Yeah. Send you us can a TikTok. Send it to us. Follow us and then send us things. At Just Us Losers Pod. Yes. Are you taking the over or the under? I'm taking the over. Two point oh, five. Two point five memes. Two point five memes is the over under. Yep. All right. We're at forty minutes. Shall we? I have one more thing. Okay. Uh-oh, I'm scared. Um, I hate when you do this. There's been a lot. It's a, it's nothing. Oh. Um, I have a question for you. I have an answer. I actually have another over under for you. Oh, I was. That's why I was in the the headspace oh, of gotcha. doing it. So, um, a lot of people, uh, Chris Pratt, Colin Trevorrow, etc. People have been saying that Jurassic World Dominion is the end. It is the last Jurassic movie, and they're done, completely done. What are we setting the over-under at on how long until they announce a new one? You can say never. You'd be wrong. Okay, a few factors. Okay. When does Disney acquire Universal? <laughs> Has to be part of the calculation. Uh, I think 13 and a half years. 
13 and a half years. I was going to say 13 and a half months, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to see... I think what will happen is the MCU, this next chunk of MCU will happen mm-hmm. relatively unimpeded. Okay. And then we're going to get another wave of sequels. New Star Wars trilogy, new sure. Bat- or new DC revamp stuff. I think mm-hmm. in, like in about 15 years... I'm going to take the over on it, but okay. just barely. Um, I think in about 15 years we're going to get another sequel boom and that's probably going to be part of it okay i think i'll comfortably take the under at 13 and a half i think i'd probably take the under at three and a half years (laughs) um i think that this is as long as this makes money and i'm expecting it to make a lot of money the Mm -hmm. last two have made a lot of money people still like this franchise and are excited about this franchise even if the movies aren't great they've kind of got like a 20 percent success rate at this point i will caveat it this is assuming universal stays independent Fair. Because Warner just got broken up. Yep. And so that gives them a little bit more capacity for the Warner Entertainment to mm-hmm. acquire. Mm-hmm. And they might acquire Universal. I would see I could see them doing that. Sure. Um Disney can't. They fought tooth and nail for Fox. There's no way they're gonna be able to get Universal unless they get split. Yep. Um Amazon might take a stab at it. They got MGM. Maybe their next step is Universal. Like another big yeah, st- like a, not, I could see it. not a massive studio, but like still pretty mm-hmm. big. Um Maybe some sort of because Sony doesn't belong anywhere. Sony's independent, right? Maybe they yeah, merge. Probably. They mostly just make PlayStations, right? And movies. They're the Spider Verse. Well, yeah, yeah, and also PlayStations, right? But also now they're doing like PlayStation original movies, and so if they're <laughs> that's no, that's literally Uncharted is a PlayStation movie. Go back in twenty years and tell people that's going to be a thing. <laughs> um, so I could see possibly Sony wanting to merge with a bigger film production studio to, yeah, sure. okay. to solidify that. Because all of their movies have been like, Neh, and they might want to try to buddy-buddy up with someone. Yeah, Universal has a pretty good reputation. and Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's say, assuming they stay independent, they'll come around another 15 years. If they get merged by somebody, it'll probably be like a pretty, like, within the year turnaround. Yeah. Yep. I'm expecting that they'll just, they'll keep following the money as long as the money's there to be followed. Mm -hmm. So. What if they were saying, technically it's the last chronologically, but we get some prequels. Yeah, that could be it. Loophole. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Maybe it was also the last, they were were saying that's the last one they're doing. Could also be that. I mean, the, the words they're saying are things like, this is the end of the saga, which, yeah, very could very much could be like, okay, we're doing prequels after this, but this is like the end of the Jurassic story until they do a post-apocalyptic one. All right. All right. Anything else? What's the over-under on how long it takes us to end this episode? Uh, 17 seconds. 17 and a half seconds. Okay. I take the over. I take the under. Shall we? We shall. Thanks everyone for listening. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and uh, the other one. Uh, not SoundCloud. Uh, we have Facebook. We have Twitter at Just Us Losers Pod. We have Instagram at Just Us Losers Pod. You can follow us on TikTok at Just Us Losers Pod. We have a Gmail, Just Us Losers Pod at gmail.com. Look forward to last week when we're talking about Three, Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Thanks two, for listening. Bye. One. Bye. 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 <laughs> God, you just out of the wire.